Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews Podcast and I am coming at you with another episode. I am your host Shanice and we are on season one episode 10. We will be reviewing Narcos. We are on the last episode and then we will be I am getting tongue twisted and then we will be moving to season two. So sit back and enjoy the show. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice. And she's the one. All right, so I'm not going to hold you guys too long. I'll try to make this nice and easy and fast. We just got done with nine, so I'm pushing out ten right behind it. Opening scene is basically the DEA and... Well, Murphy, Pena, all of them, they played the dirty role and the ambassador forbidden them to leak all that evidence to the media. The media is going wild. They got pictures of Mercado and Galeano, a.k.a. the Wolfman. They have them all over and they see that Pablo has committed a murder in prison and they leaked all type of footages from the trucks. The ambassador is pissed off. And Murphy and Pena could care less. So now that leaves the vice minister and Gaviria. They are totally embarrassed because, you know, even though they knew they knew the prison was a joke. Now everybody knows that it was just a joke and the government was basically played. You know, they tried to plead with Pablo. They, they, they put it all on the line. So now their career and everything looks like a joke because he did all this stuff and he went to prison for that. They basically let him have his own uh, clubhouse in the the prison and he still was doing whatever he was doing. So that's an embarrassment on everybody and the DEA leaked everything. They play dirty. On the show, not the real characters, um, not the real, you know, people who portray the things. They admit a lot of stuff was dramatized. So when I make jabs, it's not at the actual people. It's more at the writing of the show. I enjoy the show. I could talk about this all day. I love stuff like this. So I, um, I, I'm talking about the characters. So I don't want anybody to think I'm talking about the real people because this is it's based on a true story. Just FYI. So basically, they were pushed into, you know, Gaviria, he kind of just want to ignore it, to be honest. He want to just let Pablo stay in prison so it can be peace on the street. The vice minister is ready ready for everything. So they basically meet with the U.S. military and commands and ranks from, you know, all to the top. And they decide to go after him. It's time to bring him in and put him, they want to put him in a real prison. So... They're trying to see about how to go about that because they're scared that, you know, if they come at him the wrong way, it'll be like violated negotiation. And you already know what that means. He'll get to planting bombs everywhere and no one's safe. So then we get to the next scene and we see Murphy. He's gloating. He's happy. He's been on suspended, but he looks like it'll be maternity leave. So he's gloating like they're bringing in the army. They're going to we're going to watch it on TV. Whoop you do. I'm suspended, but whatever. But little do he knows, he's in for a little prize of his own. And they kidnapped him. <clears throat> it's the Cali cartel. He's not worried because of what happened to Kiki Camarano. He like, oh, you didn't messed up now. You don't want to. You don't want to kidnap an American DEA agent because of what happened to Kiki Camarano. I keep saying that because I cannot wait to get into that story. Um, but yeah, so they kidnapped him, and then we go to the next scene and. Tata and his mother and, you know, the children, 
they're not staying they're not staying too far away from the prison so they see the army heading up Tata calls him and he's all excited to hear her and she basically lets him know that they're on their way and he like okay he gets off the phone calmly tells the Sicarios to load up they get to load up their guns and they're ready for war little Pablo is ready to go down there and help and you know Tata kind of has to get on him and at this time Connie is nervous because Murphy hasn't been coming home so she knows something is wrong and then we go back to the prison and we have the Sicarios they pull out their maps and escape guides and they're basically a plant planning their great escape so then we go back to to the precinct you can say and we see the military and Pena they're worried about Murphy because Murphy's went missing and they're they don't know what to think it could be anything so everybody's basically getting ready pablo's sitting there he's he's not budging he knows the military is out there they're ready to take him in and then we show the vice minister shows up i don't know why he went there and this was true (laughs) if you go watch any documentary this was true they kidnapped the vice minister they bring him in there and he's like he goes in there cocky like you know i have the army out there there's nothing we can do about this you know you're, you're going in he's cocky and little do he know he's about to get kidnapped so you know pablo basically throws some threats at him you know they go for exchange exchange he tells the army you know arrest this man and they're not doing nothing yet so they're basically just sitting there we go back to the next scene and connie is nervous because murphy is still missing then we get back to the prison and now the vice minister he is totally in hostage mode at this moment he is in hostage mode he is sitting there he is sweating he is scared probably thinking he's about to get shot up and killed and you know he's sitting he's scared and pablo basically lets him know like look call gaviria tell him to call off his troops send them back home and i'll go ahead and i'll stay in my little prison i won't cause ruckus i'll stay here i'll complete my sentence i'm in prison where y'all want me at the vice minister is sweating so i'd be scared too if i was him so he calls gaviria and when gaviria hears that he's trying to negotiate gaviria is not trying to hear it he's had it and he you know he wants to save him but he's not willing to negotiate he's not willing to negotiate and pablo kind of throws it up in uh his face like you see how he treats you and he's like you know what if it's for the better of our country kill me so he handling like a g he's scared but you know it is what it is and we get to the next scene and they're still talking he has the vice minister hostage and you know him and pablo they're having their own little heart to heart and pablo is telling him like look if the government never would have came after me i pretty much would have been where you at now the vice minister of justice i wanted to do good for this country so he is basically reminding him of how the war got started and we could calm it back down or we could take it to where a whole nother level is which he will do and he's basically letting him know because remember this would have never got started if you know they embarrassed him when he was you know in the congressman they embarrassed him when they put that mug shot out and then at the same time that's when they were bringing the extradition law in so this is how it all got started and all those people lost their lives the first minister of justice over 
over I can't even count the number of how many cops were killed in the line of this war and not to mention the judges the innocent bystanders with the bombs and the Avianca plane just sad and terrible when you really think about it and knowing that this was true and knowing that they really did kidnap this man into the prison and that's like you know the vice minister of justice that's a really big deal and like you got him kidnapped in the prison like Pablo was really powerful very 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 powerful so to jump ahead a little bit and I'm not trying to keep you guys too long by we did just get done with episode nine um they kind of talk a little bit and you know Pablo tries to talk some sense into to him to, to get Gaviria to change his mind and the vice minister he is not trying to hear it he care about his country more than his own life and he like you know what you cannot manipulate me to turn against Gaviria I would have did the same thing so Pablo had enough of trying to negotiate and he like all right you guys want war he tie up them tennis shoes and he load up his war his soldiers and they are ready for war and then they go to the next scene and we see Gaviria he's sitting there sweating and panicking because he know that he's put uh the vice minister life in danger even more but he still shouldn't even never went in there he went in there like he was big and bad in the first place so he shouldn't have i wouldn't even step foot in that prison because he's seen the army wasn't moving basically so then we go to the next scene and we see Pena. He's running into the ambassador's office. He's sweating and scared because Murphy is missing. And he, of course, they don't want another DEA agent murdered, getting murdered. And, it, of course, it was already bounty on their heads. And, it, you know, if, if Pablo would have had him, he probably would have been dead. But the Cali Cardell had him. And they were trying to manipulate him to work for him. So when he gets in there, he's trying to tell the ambassador, hey, there's a situation. And who turns around? Murphy is in there safe. And he's drinking a... Um, He's drinking him a shot of scotch. So we get to that scene and he tell they fill him in on what happened. So they flash back and they show us where Murphy was when we thought he was kidnapped. He was actually kidnapped, but his life was never in danger. The Cali cartel had him. He's walking in talking about, oh, you guys and effed up now. He, his character is so unlikable. You're going in there. You're Superman. Okay, whatever. Um, so he's going in there all cocky and arrogant. You done messed up now. So they bring out the pictures. They basically try to get him to work with them. And he's like, nope, I do not work with traffickers. And they basically bring out the pictures of the innocent people that was killed in the bloodbath that he caused when he caught Carrillo. And then they have the evidence that, you know, with the <clears throat> signals that they interpreted, they called him first, and he's the one who called Carrillo. So basically, he set it up so they have all the proof. They try to blackmail him, basically, but he's not having it. But the Cali Cartel is not stupid. They know better with killing a DEA agent, and they know too well of better because this is like the late, the late '80s, early '90s. So the Cali Cartel, they know better specifically and this is not shown here but they know specifically better they're not dumb enough to kill a dea agent because they were working with the guadalajara cartel using their routes and everything and they know that that caused business to go crazy when they killed the dea agent so the cali cartel they were much more business savvy and smarter so they weren't finna do that so they basically sent them back on his merry way after the blackmail didn't work murphy is not trying to work with um the traffickers and i don't blame them so we get to the next scene and they walk out of the ambassador's office um 
They're playing it cool. They're getting that hallway and Murphy him pin your tail up like you mother blank blank. You 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 showed them them pictures. You gave them that leeway, and Pena could give a shit less. Cause Pena, I wonder. You know, I know this is dramatized, but when you watch a lot of the interviews and stuff, and you see how close he was working with the Cali cartel and Navigante and all of them, you wonder was he playing a little dirty? And I imagine you did kind of have to get dirty, you know, to win this situation because pablo had so many people paid off down to the judges and everything but i wonder was he playing a little bit beyond dirty and what pisses me off personally when i watch this is when the lost peppies came how much damage they did for one man they it was just ridiculous i i'm sorry i don't agree with that uh, but he basically hems them up so they kind of go back and forth, and then, you know, Pena just tells him, like, look, I wouldn't do that to you. I got one goal is bringing out Escobar. And then a funny thing happens. The one guy from the CIA, he walks past. So it kind of leaves it up in the air. Did the CIA give them that information? Because we know that the CIA allegedly was working with the traffickers, especially the guadalajara cartel and the guadalajara cartel is very connected with the cali cartel we'll get to that when we get to narcos in mexico but so it kind of left it in the ear we know pena was playing a dirty game but we don't know you know when the cia walked in and he kind of had that smirk we don't know who gave them that evidence could have been one in both or could have been one or the other we don't know but i think pena was playing a little dirty himself so then we go back to the prison <laughs> Pablo is going for one more one more small chance of negotiating with the vice minister. And he sees that he is not budging. So they get the plans in motion even more. He calls Tata and tells her she knows what to do. Tata played that role as that wife. She 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 plays that role. And I'm gonna talk more about that towards the end of the episode of how that, you know, pretty much saved her life in the long run. Uh, <clears throat> she wasn't nowhere like Judy Moncado. Um, not saying Judy Moncado was completely wrong, but she was a writer for her husband as well. But he just lets her know, like, you know what to do, but plan is in motion and we're going to take care of it here. So we get to the next scene and Tata and the, um, her, her mother-in-law, they get to packing up, getting the money all together and getting ready to go on their ride. <clears throat> We show the army, they're getting ready to roll their way in and start raiding, and Pablo gathers up and gets all his stuff together. But not before he touches that book with all the pictures of him and Gustavo, and he touches that pictures like we are bandits to the end, because, you know, if Gustavo would have been there, he probably could have, well, who knows, but Gustavo was greatly missed, and that was a big part of what was missing when the cartel completely just fell all apart that was a big gap in the hole right there so pablo basically lets the vice minister know like we're not going to kill you we're going to let them kill you basically on how they killed the, the reporter diana in a way like that so he is nervous and the army they bomb bombard their way up in there they get the shooting and the sicarios they're sitting there waiting they pretty much know they're basically dead man just sitting there waiting they're gonna go out taking a few people out but they basically know they're just sitting there they outnumbered from number one and pablo take his top sicarios and they sneak out the back and they escape the prison and they go in there shooting and 
They get the vice minister out safely. Um, they find him. They kill up some Sicarios. It's a straight war zone. They shoot the whole place up. And then Kaviria gets a call. And they're on, you know, pins and needles because they don't, they, you know, they're expecting to hear the news that the vice minister was murdered. And they let him know that he was okay. And they take a deep breath. They are so relieved. And we show Tata and her mother, Mrs. Escobar, they're packing up millions of dollars. They're getting ready to go on a run. They know what they have to do. So it shows them getting prepared. Then we go to the next scene and we see Pena sitting at a bar drinking. And who shows up? Navigante with another proposition. So they sit there and they have a drink and they basically come up with a scan with a plan. And then we see Murphy gets dropped off at home and his wife is hysterical. Who wouldn't be right? Your husband was kidnapped. And she's like, I just want to go home. I got to get the hell from over here. You know, anything goes. And he's sitting there all cocky and arrogant. This is home. Which we know was completely dramatized. Every time Agent Murphy does an interview, he reminds us constantly that his wife never left she stayed there she was not scared of anything she was superwoman like him but that is great though like when you think about it like she was ride or die but he brags about his wife a lot about how she was brave and everything so this was completely dramatized they weren't doing all that arguing and fighting he was never kidnapped that was completely dramatized agent murphy was never kidnapped his wife never left him. Most of the time, she probably was in Bogota safe. But he reminds us that this was completely dramatized. I believe she was even mad about it. But yeah, they've been together for a long time. He um he brags about his wife a lot about what you know how she loved the adventure of them being over there and everything. So this was completely dramatized. Like I said, um, the real Agent Murphy. When you listen to his interviews and stuff, he's a likable guy. But in the show, I just do not like his character. So I, I more talk about the characters and then go more into the reality of it. So like when I watched his um interviews and then you know some people don't like to listen to like police interviews they're boring but him and uh Pena has some amazing stories so they keep me intrigued the whole time I, I've watched multiple uh interviews that they went on and then they had whole like conferences where they tell like what happened and what was real or not so I get intrigued by that and they tell real interesting stories they seem like you know decent guys it's just on the show they were very like not likable to me so he um basically tells her like look you're home and she's like I don't even know who you are anymore like and he's just in shock because it was no way Escobar was getting out of this you sent the army in the whole military into this prison and they show the last scene and we show him walking through the woods calmly like we're going home he's walking like he ain't running from nothing <laughs> just the boss right he's just walking like hey we, we we ain't scared we just we about to walk home he's just walking and then it goes back to Murphy saying, you know, Escobar always said better a grave in Colombia than a cell in America. And basically he's going to get what he wants because they're planning on, they don't want to catch him and capture him anymore. They want to kill him. So he's all cocky saying, all right, UMF, we're going to get you. And we know how that's going to play out. And I do hope you guys enjoyed this recap i tried to make it very quick because i know my last one was a little lengthy but we did it we got through uh, episode one through ten i hope you guys enjoyed it like i said i could talk about narcos all day every day 
I'm just trying to break down scene by scene. So I'm not trying to take too much of your guys' time up because it is very appreciated. And I love how you guys are tapping in and tuning in to the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. So I'm not going to drag this on too long. I hope you enjoy episode 10. We would probably do two tomorrow we'll do episode i mean episode one season two tomorrow if you enjoy soap operas i'm gonna drop um another pod today so see i'm dropping content after content so we're about to drop in general hospital i want to recap it i haven't watched it in a couple weeks but one thing with the soap opera you can not watch it for a whole year you can't watch it for a week you're caught back up so i'm gonna recap that it'll be fun i grew up on it i know all the characters um i heard it's getting back good so we'll just do a recap of that Catch me tomorrow for another Narcos clip, and we will be doing Cruel Summer tomorrow morning. Cause you know I don't want I don't have cable. I'm team streaming services over here, so I can't watch Cruel Summer until 2 a.m. 2 a.m. I'm normally sleep, but early in the morning tomorrow we'll recap Cruel Summer. So I'm getting excited about that because we only got two more episodes to go. So thanks for the support. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, Instagram, IG, Alicia Shanice, Facebook, Alicia Shanice. Uh, if you like music, want to follow my playlist, Alicia, well, it's Shanice Loves, and then you can go to all my little playlists, follow me on there, and you guys be safe out there. Thank you for the support, and on that note, I am out.